0: Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2,391 with a release date of Friday, August Twenty-Fifth, 2023 to follow in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. The following is a QST. AM radio to the rescue in Maui. Hams hack a government satellite. And Hamvention loses a longtime team member. All this and more as Amateur Radio Newsline report number 2,391 comes your way. Right now.
1: From around the world, this is Newsline, amateur radio's independent, on the air news and bulletin service. And now, reporting from Valparaiso, Indiana, here's
0: Paul Brown, WD9GCO. Our top story takes us to Hawaii and focuses on the resilience and the relevance of AM broadcast radio, which was recently earmarked by some automakers in the U.S. for elimination from cars. AM radio's relevance is certainly not in doubt on Maui, where AM broadcast equipment is being put to work for wildfire emergency communications. Kent Peterson, KC0DGY, brings us up to date.
1: The Federal Communications Commission has granted the state of Hawaii the right to use four portable emergency advisory radio systems. The stations, which include police and fire stations, and a checkpoint can be used on 1620, 1650, 1670 or 1700 kHz. The state purchased the four 10-watt transmitters from Information Station Specialists, a Michigan manufacturer that provides transmitters for highway advisory and travelers information. The systems include a transmitter, a digital message player, an audio mixer, and a fold-out high-efficiency antenna system. Timely communications has been an issue during the wildfire crisis on Maui, Published reports noted that the island's emergency officials failed to warn residents and tourists of the dangers by failing to use a system of outdoor sirens. There were also reports the agency alerts were never delivered to cell phone users. One of the key arguments made by defenders for keeping AM broadcast in cars has been AM's reliability in delivering emergency information in a crisis. This is Kent Peterson, KC0, DGY.
0: Can amateur radio expertise help hack a government satellite, all in the name of helping the United States tighten up its cybersecurity? Neil Rapp.
2: WB9VPG tells us about some hams who did just that. Some of the world's top hackers worked their way into an orbiting CubeSat known as Moonlighter to help the U.S. Air Force and U.S. Space Force expose vulnerabilities that could pose cybersecurity threats. The global competition known as Hackasat 4 recently announced the winners following the finalist rounds held in August. A team from Italy known as Macaroni captured the top honors. With skills in RF communications, reverse engineering, satellite operations, and vulnerability research. Paramount to success, a group of 40 full-time Northrop Grumman employees known as Space Bits R Us took up the challenge too, landing the fourth place spot. A number of hams were on the team, including Brian Wilkins, K04AQF, and Wyatt Neal, KD8AQS, the team hacking lead. Brian, who is a satellite enthusiast, a former AMSAT member, and a recipient of the satellite VUCC award, told Newsline in an email that being a ham helps deliver relevant skills for this kind of challenge. He said, quote, Operators gain expertise in radio wave propagation, modulation, and antenna design, allowing them to understand satellite communication protocols and frequencies. Additionally, knowledge of software-defined radio technology enables intercepting, decoding, or modifying satellite signals, end quote. It has clearly paid off, not just for the government-sponsored contest, but for the Northrop Grumman team as well, which placed second in the finals for Hackasat 3. The real prize, however, is awareness. As Brian told Newsline, this will serve as, quote, a wake-up call to the industry. Obscurity does not equal security, end quote. This is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Congratulations to India, which is celebrating a successful
0: soft landing of a rover on the moon's surface. Graham Kemp, VK4BB, has that story.
3: Amateur radio operators joined the Indian Space Research Organization and the rest of the nation in marking the arrival of the Chandarian-3 spacecraft near the moon's south pole on the 23rd of August. India's delivery of a rover to the lunar surface follows its 2019 attempt, which crashed. Shortly after this successful landing, four radio amateurs in India proudly got on the air calling QRZ with the call sign AT2ISRO. They were being heard on HF, VHF and UHF as well as on Echolink through the 25th of August. According to Arunava Day, VU3XRY, who was one of the activators, this use of the ISRO call sign, like the moon landing itself, was a first for India. This is Graham Kemp, VK4BB.
0: Meanwhile, if you have access to Echolink, continue to celebrate the moon landing's success with the West Bengal Radio Club, SAARC Echo Net) until the 30th of August. Be listening for the special call sign VU2 WB3CY at 1530 UTC each day on Echolink node VU2 WBR-R. A longtime mainstay of the Dayton Hamvention has become a silent key. We hear more about him from Skeeter Nash in 5ASH.
4: Jim Tiderman, N8IDS, was not just a proud member of the Dayton Amateur Radio Association, but was deeply involved for years with Hamvention, dating back to the days when it was held at Hara Arena. Jim became a silent key on Wednesday, August 16th. His Hamvention roles included two years as the event's co-chairman, and two subsequent years as its chairman. He also served as the advisor to Hamvention's special event station, which used the Dara call sign W8BI. Announcing Jim's death on the club's Facebook page, Dara's Michael Calter W8CI, said, quote, he was loved and respected by the club, his family, and community. Jim will be missed, End quote. Jim was 81. This is Skeeter Nash, N5ASH.
0: If you're not up to climbing difficult mountains and hill-walking is more your thing, combining it with portable radio operations through an expanding award scheme might just be what you're looking for. Jeremy Boot, G4NJH, brings us the details.
5: The first World HEMA Day is to take place on September the 1st and 2nd, bringing with it an opportunity for light exercise, fresh air, and perhaps some DX Radio contact firsts, that can qualify you for various certificates in the HEMA award scheme. This summit award scheme started in the UK, but has spread across Europe into Australia and is growing in Asia, Canada and Oceania. HEMA summits are open 24-7, but this special day from 1200 UTC on Friday, September 1st to 1200 UTC Saturday, September 2nd gives the added advantage of concentrating the activity with the possibility of HEMA to HEMA contacts, perhaps with new DXCCs in the scheme and certainly with some never-before-activated summits. Visit www.hema.org.uk to get the full details of this event and all of the other HEMA awards, but most of all, if you can, get out and enjoy being on the air in the fresh air. I'm Jeremy Boot, G4NJH.
0: Animal rescue advocates have been on the air to make sure every dog has their day or in this case their week we hear about the special event from ed durant dd5 lp Dogs
3: are an integral part of the physiotherapy practice that Hans van der Poel, YL3JD, and his wife Sandra operate in Latvia. The family dogs greet and cheer all of the couple's clients when they arrive, putting them at ease. Dogs also play a major role for Hans at this time of year through the special event station YL1DOG, which Hans activates annually in August in honour of the International Dog Day on the 26th of the month. He is joined this year by two. Two hams in the UK, Chris G5VZ and David G4YVM, they are operating as GB0DOG and GB4DOG respectively. The three have been on the air using CW since Monday, August 21st. The special event concludes on Saturday, August 26th. Hans said that he was inspired by the special event held three years ago marking International Cat Day. Hans told Newsline in an email he is raising awareness for the need to help pets who need homes. He said in my power as a radio amateur and animal lover, bringing attention to these abandoned pets is the least I can do. In countries all over the world, the animal shelters are packed with cats and dogs, and I feel obliged to expose this. It's no surprise that the couple's dogs are former shelter animals. They adopted almost immediately after immigrating to Latvia from the Netherlands. It's also no surprise that next year, Hans plans to be back on the air with even more special event operators around the world. This is Ed Durant, DD5LP. It's time
0: for you to identify your station. We are the Amateur Radio Newsline, heard on bulletin stations around the world, including the K4GCC repeater of the Launch Information Service, an amateur television system in Cocoa Beach, Florida, on Mondays at 7 p.m. local time. Well, we're back from the Huntsville Ham Fest, and Newsline has one very happy young ham of the year. Let Don Wilbanks, AE5DW, tell us more.
6: The 2023 Young Hem of the Year presentation was held on Saturday, August 19th at the Huntsville Hemfest Fest in Huntsville, Alabama, and a very large crowd gathered for the annual 2 p.m. presentation at the main stage. 19-year-old Case Van Osbury, W0AAE, joined me on stage. Here are some of his remarks.
1: I want to thank uh, two people, Neil Rapp, who's right there, WB9VPG. He's really just pushed me to be my best and has connected me in, with so many people. And the second is all the people in Minnesota, the Minnesota Association. Of course, they're not here because uh, they're out contesting right now during the North American CUSO party, but they helped me set up my first HF station four years ago and uh, have pushed me to operate CW, and CW is my one passion right now. They helped me in everything. Like Just a week ago, they uh, helped me uh, put up a Yagi antenna uh, in my backyard that I never thought was possible. I just want to thank them and uh, Neil Rapp, and uh, that's all I have for, to say. Thank you.
6: Case is a very impressive young man, and he fully represents the people who will be running the planet in a- a very short few years. Congratulations again, Case. Welcome to the Newsline Young Ham family. The nominating period for the 2024 Bill Pasternak WA6ITF Young Youngham of the Year Award opens March 1st and the presentation will be August 17th, 2024 at the Huntsville Ham Our thanks to CQ Communications, Yaesu USA, Heil Sound and Radio Waves Antennas for their corporate assistance. You can hear the complete presentation on our website, arnewsline.org under the extra tab. I'm Don Wellbanks, AE5DW. As
0: expected, research halted on August 14th at the U.S. National Science Foundation's Arecibo Observatory. The agency is now hoping to keep the site alive by selecting one of several proposals submitted earlier this year for the development of an educational center at the site in Puerto Rico. Cell MB, KB3TZD, has the details.
7: The doors to research at the world-renowned Arecibo Observatory have been shut. More than two years after the collapse of the facility's 305-meter-wide dish, an instrument that once tracked asteroids, gravitational waves, and exoplanets. The site's conversion into a STEM education and research center was originally planned for this year, but has taken longer than expected. Proposals were invited in late 2022, with the agency setting a February 2023 deadline for all those interested. So far, no decision has been announced. In the months following the collapse in 2020 of its iconic radio telescope, the observatory reopened its visitor center and observation deck. Scientists continued their research with other tools at the facility. All that has ceased as Arecibo, the site where the first binary pulsar was discovered, now ponders its future. This is Cell MB, KB3, TZD.
0: A Sunday night net held every week on Echolink is all about letting nothing get in your way of your time on the air, whether it's a physical challenge or the restrictions of a homeowner's association. Stephan Kinford, N8WB, has that story.
4: Greg Miller, KD9VPJ, wants to help other hams make things happen on the air, even if there are obstacles of any kind that might make things more difficult. So he launched the Sunday night net known as the Ham Able Net just a few days ago. Check-ins for this weekly net begin on Sunday nights at 6 p.m. Central Time on Echolink. In a posting on one of the QRZ.com forums, Greg writes that this is a directed net designed to attract hams who, quote, may be dealing with both seen and unseen disabilities, end quote. He told Newsline in an email that no one should be hindered from enjoying amateur radio on account of what they believe are limitations, whether it is a neighborhood issue or a medical condition they are trying to manage, the Chicago-based radio operator serves as net control, overseeing the roundtable rag chew format that has two rounds. If you're interested in joining the group and checking in, search on EchoLink for KD9VPJ or use direct node number nine three four three four seven. This is Stephen Kinford NAWB. In the world of DX, be
0: listening for Allen, VK1AO. Operating as 4W slash VK1AO from East Timor, IOTA number OC-148 until the 30th of August. He is mostly using FT8 on 40 through 12 meters. See qrz.com for QSL details. Four radio operators are operating as E-51D from the North Cook Islands until the 10th of September. They are AA-7JV, HA-5YD, HA-7RY, and KN-4EEI. They are setting up on the island with radio-in-a-box stations and will have remote operators worldwide. Listen for them on 160 through 6 meters using CW, single sideband, and FT8. See qrz.com for QSL details. Three members of the Czech De Expedition Group are using the callsign 5X3K from Uganda between the 28th of September and the 7th of October. They will operate CW, single sideband, RTTY, and FT8 from 160 through 10 meters. For QSL details, see QRZ.com. Be listening for John, W5JON, using the call sign V47JA from St. Kitts, iota number NA104, between the 28th of August and the 12th of September. He will be on the HF bands and 6 meters using single sideband and FT8. See qrz.com for QSL details. We end this week's report with the story of an overdue QSO. A long overdue QSO. Overdue, in fact, by more than 50 years, as we hear from Ralph Squalacci, KK6
8: ITB. More than a half century has passed since Jess, W6LEN, and Ron, K6PAM, had their first CWQSO as new novice class operators. The two teenagers became junior high school classmates and friends in 1953 and studied for their tickets together. Jess received the call sign KN6QQB, and Ron's was KN6PAM. They had studied Morse code together, grew up together, were best men at one another's weddings. Life moved on. There was college, military service, family life. Ron, meanwhile, had gone off the air. The friend's C.W. rag chews had long since gone silent. At least until recently. At Jess's encouragement, Ron purchased a cobweb antenna, put up a 40-meter long wire, and bought a rig. In a gesture of both faith and generosity, Jess then sent him one of his old paddles. That, it seems, was all it took. Jess's telephone rang one night recently, and there was Ron, inviting his old friend to meet him on 40 meters. Ron told readers on Facebook, quote, His CW is coming back, and we had a nice, relaxed, long QSO. While Jess's life is now filled with chasing and activating parks and going after some big DX, the best QSO of his life, for the moment, is the one that reconnected him on the air with a childhood friend who lived just two blocks away. This is Ralph Squillaci, KK6 ITB.
0: If you have a piece of amateur radio news that you think Newsline would be interested in, send it on. And we're not talking about advertising your club's upcoming Hamfest or field day participation, but something that's a little out of the ordinary. If so, send us a brief overview via the contact page at arnewsline.org. If it's newsworthy and we'd like to cover it, we'll get back to you for more details. Meanwhile, visit our website to learn more about the Amateur Radio Newsline Haiku Challenge. With thanks to Amateur Radio Daily, Brian Wilkins, KO4AQF, CQ Magazine, David Behar, K7DB, 425DX News, Facebook, the FCC, Greg Miller, KD9VP, Hans Delpol, YL3JD, HEMA.org, Jess Guarama, KD9VP, The New York Times, The National Science Foundation, Nature.com, QRZ.com, Radio World, ShortWaveRadio.de, The Wireless Institute of Australia, and you our listeners. That's all from the Amateur Radio Newsline. We remind our listeners that Amateur Radio Newsline is an all-volunteer, non-profit organization that incurs expenses for its continued operation. If you wish to support us, please visit our website at arnewsline.org and know that we appreciate you all. We also remind our listeners that if you like our newscast, please leave us a five-star rating wherever you subscribe to us. For now, with Karen Eve Murray, KD2GUT at the News Desk in New York, and our news team worldwide, I'm Paul Brown, WD9GCO in Valparaiso, Indiana, saying 73. As always, we thank you for listening. Amateur Radio Newsline is copyright 2023. All rights reserved.